So I'll put my hands up, they're playing tools day, the worried thoughts go away. Not in my head like, yeah, searching for tools like, yeah. Got my hands up, they're playing tools day, and now, and now I'm gonna be okay, yeah. It's a party on tools day. <laughs> Do you like that one? Yeah. Should we start the episode? Yeah. Welcome to Tools Day, a talk show hosted on the IBM radio about tech tools, tips, and tricks on Tuesdays at 2. I'm your co-host, Yuna. And I'm Chris. And today we are talking about CSS pre- and post-processors. It's a mouthful right there. Yeah. But we also know that we've been going a little bit long in our episodes, so we're going to try to keep it nice and concise, even though this is a big topic. We'll try, but no promises. Yeah. So um, the first thing we want to talk about is the preprocessor school of thoughts. Um, there are many, many, as I'm sure that you know, the less stylus and SAS are sort of the three most popular. The big three? The big three, but I would say that SAS is sort Literally of... Like the big two? Like the big one? The big SAS. one. I, I, yeah, it's the big one. Um, but yeah, we use that here in the office. I've used SAS for years. I've used it on all my projects. I love the SAS community. I'm like... Sass-tastic. She's called <laughs> the Sass Maven in places. Sass uh, Maven. Yeah, Tony, one of our one of our bosses called you the Sass Maven. Oh, me. I'm into that. <laughs> All right, Sass Maven. Today I got a new title. Oh. Um, the icons are. Mm. We're working on a pattern library, and I was granted control of how we create our icons and use them in the workflow, etc. So. Yeah. When I was first talking to Brian about this. Uh, Ryan Hahn, who was on our show a couple weeks ago. He'll be back. He'll be back. Uh, we were de uh, debating what we should call it. At first, it was a presidency. Yes. And then it was a dictatorship. Yes. It, now, it is dictatorship, essentially. To a czar, but czar so, and dictator you know, are sort of, they go hand in hand. You know, they do. So. so I'm okay. Like, we decided to name everyone after their cultural heritage, and mine is Russian. Yeah. So, you know, icon czar is way better. Do I have a title yet? Uh, you don't have a title oh, yet. Man. <laughs> no. We'll get there. All right. Um, we'll get there. So, SAS comes in two flavors. Originally, it was written in Ruby, and now there's LibSAS, which is the C-written um, implementation of SAS that yep. has been ported out into many, many languages. Yep. So, those include um, SAS C, which is C. There's SAS in Go. There's Java. There's JavaScript. There's SAS.js. Did you know that? No, I didn't actually. Yeah. I've, go ahead. <laughs> Um, that's a fun one. There's Lua. I have no idea what Lua is. It's like a scripting language. A scripting language yeah. for what, where do people use it? Uh, this is my nerdiness coming through, but uh, we use We're it all nerds here. in uh, World of Warcraft mods. <laughs> uh, back in the day. I'm not laughing with you. I'm just laughing with at you. <laughs> I'm not laughing with you is what I said. I'm yeah. sorry. I, you meant to say I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing but, with you, but really. But really I said... <laughs> Those were the good days. <laughs> okay, so days. you can write SAS in World of Warcraft. Uh, well, you can't really, but Lua is used there. Okay, um, <laughs> you can try. If you believe it, you can achieve it. I'm, I'm okay. .NET, you can write SAS.NET. Um, there's Node SAS, which is probably the most popular implementation of LibSAS. Perl, there's PHP, Python SAS, um, and then there's Ruby implementation of libsass so what they did is they converted ruby sass into libsass back into ruby is it faster than ruby sass i have no idea why would they do this thing i don't know i don't think that it doesn't seem like it'd be faster to me are you sure it's actually that yes oh yeah well and then there's also scala 
but really for most front-end developers, the relevant one is Node.js, and more likely than not, you won't be dealing with that library directly, You'll be using it through Gulp or Webpack or some other building tool. Yeah, you can um, integrate it in a lot of different ways, yes. but essentially you're using yeah. Node.js. Um, so if you come up with some, some like bug maybe, and you realize, oh, it's not up to date, if it's implemented in LibSAS, it might not be up to date with whatever um, wrapper you're using for LibSAS. Right. So keep that in mind, because I know that I've gone into issues like that before where I was using an outdated version of NodeSAS, which wasn't using the latest version of LibSAS, um, those sorts of things. I know when I first started using SAS about two years ago, um, LibSAS was not at all up to date with RubySAS, mm -hmm. and I kept running issues where RubySAS would release some new feature like, um, the BEM syntax, and it wasn't a node SAS, and I'd be like, why is this happening right now? And then I realized it was just a, a weird fraction of the library. But I think now... Well, they froze any sort of um, working on features until right. LibSAS caught up. Right. And as of this year, very recently, in fact, they are pretty much caught up entirely. Yes. So now we will be moving forward with features in the future. I, I say we, I don't know why I say we. It's because she's so plugged into the SaaS community. <laughs> so plugged in. Uh. Um, but yeah, so now going to 2016, it'll be the biggest change in SaaS um, since I think like 2007 is what they wow. said. Yeah. yeah. So what they're doing in the future next year um, is really working on the import statements. Okay. Um, getting like import ones to work, sort of um, those things that you don't have access to right now that people used to use Compass for. So if you're not familiar with import once, import once lets you add in a bunch of plugins to kind of modify your import statements. Is that what it is? Or? Well, no. Um, so import once allows you to link to a file um, okay. relatively inside your SAS okay. document which right. can be, you know, you, you make a lot of different files that you're linking together just to make it really modular and okay. you set, set up um, your styles that way. Right. And um, import once will be able to read and make sure you're only including it one time oh, in your document. Okay. I remember the only time I've used the SAS or the configurations to use uh, Sam Richards node SAS import library, um, which has a couple of different features. It gives you that index file import statement thing. So if you import a folder and it has an index file inside of it, um, it'll import everything that index file references. Um, that's the only time I've actually used or seen it in, in use. So my familiarity with it is, is yeah, minimal. Yeah, um, it's because you can't use it in LibSAS yet. Right, okay. But hopefully soon, next okay. year. Also, they're working or they're thinking about um, some things like the ability to import CSS files, like right. .css. Yeah. Um, and people are like, oh, but can't you already import .css? Yes, but I you know. can't access them like you would a SAS file. So you could access extending the classes oh, okay. um, in the future. Wow. Is there yes. a timeline? There's a track timeline for this? I don't want to make updates. Oh, man. Probably okay. towards the middle of the year. Okay. Um, definitely not in the first quarter. Right. But soon, and it's really exciting. <laughs> Yeah, SASConf was last month, and it was really cool to get together with everyone and um, see everyone. Also, they're always looking for people to help develop on the open source project that is SAS. So if you're interested, check that out on GitHub. So that's the first of the big three. Less is probably the next of the big three. Uh, yeah. Have you, ever have you ever used Less before? I have used Less. Okay. I used Less probably around the same time I was using SAS, started to use SAS, which is four years, three years ago, four years ago. Um, oh, and yeah, it's been a while. I, yeah, they've I, been I out I sometimes lose track of time. Like it's, it's 2015 now. It's, it's 2015. It's almost 2016. Like in it's, two weeks, it'll be 2016. I found a CD uh, in my car today that was Car Music 2009. Did they have 
Backstreet Boys? No, it had. <laughs> I feel like in 09, I listened, you know, the music listened to 09 was like from. I don't know. Never mind. Let's move on. I still remembered all the words, so it, it was fine. Um, but I looked at this chart. I went to Google Trends and I compared SAS CSS, less CSS, stylus CSS, and post CSS to see how the trends were in Google searches. And it was really interesting. Um, less has always been more popular than SAS in terms of searches until very recently. And I'm talking halfway through this year is when that switch was made, that SAS was searched for more often than less. And I, now they're sort of equivalent. I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that Bootstrap, until this year, was always on less. Um, and then about halfway through this year, they released a Bootstrap SAS version. Um, and the version four of Bootstrap will be SAS only. That's an incredible and amount of impact that Bootstrap makes on the world. Honestly, half the web is Bootstrap, it feels like. So, you know. That's crazy, um, crazy pants. I'm not at all surprised that that's the way the trend is going because of Bootstrap. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, the trends are about even now. Um, Stylus is slowly rising at the towards the bottom of this trend graph. And then PostCSS had a spike uh, mid-year, and it's now continuing to rise a bit. Interest in that. I feel like Stylus is those Opera users from back in the day. Like they Stylus is like the hipster they, version. They're like, oh, we have all these SAS. great things. Why don't you love us? We're the power users. Yeah. And then everyone else is like, well, I'm just happy with you. <sighs> Honestly, the biggest difference between these three is syntax. Right. Except the community is what makes a yes. Honestly, huge impact. So I was on SAS uh, when I first started using SAS because of Compass. I wanted the browser prefixing. Thank that you, Compass Chris. Gave. Chris Epstein, uh, who was great. <laughs> Shout out. Um, so that's why I was using SAS initially. Um, and whenever I Googled for, should I use SAS or less in like 2013, I was, people were like, oh, you could use both. Um, but SAS is Compass. So you might want to think about that. And you know, now I don't actually use Compass in anything, um, primarily because of its uh, Ruby integration. Yeah. Although I'm not sure if it still is Ruby only. Um, actually, Compass is Ruby only. OK, right. Um, and the primary reason I was using it was for browser prefixing, which now post CSS with auto prefix, auto prefixer takes care of for me. Yeah. Um, rest in peace, Compass. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's why I was in SAS initially. I think that SAS sort of won the whole like preprocessor debate because there there was a time, right? Three years, even two years was, ago, that even people, last year. Yeah, people were, yeah. what should I use for my CSS preprocessing? And I like that it was a question of what should I use, not should I use. Yes, exactly. Every, I'm like most front end developers. If you're doing some serious web development these days, it's really hard to do with just vanilla CSS. Yeah, I mean you can do it, but honestly, the I don't actually dive too deep in any of these uh, pre or post processor. Um, languages or functionality. I just love the fact that I can use partials. I can use variables, mm -hmm. and um, if I need to, I can have a basic, like a logic loop inside my CSS. Right, and that makes a um, huge difference. And that makes a huge, huge difference. It's such a small thing. It's just why would you go back? But why? How can you even go, you back? Can't go back? Every now and then, like I'll see a plain CSS file, and I'm like, oh goodness, how do I read this file? Uh, yeah. It's just, it's just horrible, and um, you don't realize what what an impact just having proper organization of your CSS can do for your 
development workflow for your sanity and your sanity yes especially working in a team um that's been a large part of what i've been doing here like architecting where certain files are going and how they're linking into each other um so it's just saved a lot of confusion and time of looking at these long uh, yeah. CSS files. Honestly, like one of my biggest things I like about any of these languages, is it languages the correct word? They're um, not languages per se, they're preprocessors. Okay. Well, I guess it is a language though. It's kind of language, but not really. Li- no, no, it is. It's it is definitely language. language. SAS dash lang. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, SAS, Sorry, for those who don't know. Sorry, I messed know. up, cut oh, that no. out. SAS is a language. Uh, no longer the SAS maven, now just Tuna. I messed uh, up. <laughs> oh, no, we're not going there. <laughs> we're uh, not going there. Anyways, let's move on. Um, honestly, like the very first thing that attracted me to any of these things beyond partials is nesting your classes. And uh, and then, you know, when I first started it, uh, for those who don't know it, you can write a class nested inside another class um, to develop a class hierarchy. Um, when I first started doing this, I went way overboard and uh, had like Six levels deep. SAS master. Uh, I never claimed I was a <laughs> no, SAS no, master. No, no, a lot of people do make that um, mistake because it's a really great feature right. that you think, oh, I can write this really object-oriented code in a way because visually it looks like it's all nested within each other. Yeah. Um, and they don't realize because they don't look at the output since right. they're so excited about using SAS, what mess that's creating. Yes. Totally normal. Normal. If this is you, stop. <laughs> <laughs> if this is you, please don't. Please stop. It, it honestly does make development harder eventually. Uh, it may look wonderful at first, but then you'll have to plug in some new feature in, and then you're like, oh, wait, I just wrote five levels of specificity to my CSS. I am the worst CSS developer of all time. Yeah. Um, don't do that. What we're doing here is using the ampersand to nest, which isn't real nesting. Um, what the ampersand does is it anchors the class or the bit, the string of text that you're including within the property to its parent. So if you write, for instance, um, side, dot sidebar as your class and within that um, dash dash header, like yep. ampersand dash dash header, yep. it processes into dot sidebar dash dash header yes. and then you grab all that code. So that's a great way to keep it visually um, stacked with any each other and visually object oriented but yeah. when you process it it takes it down into the base um, which is just one class right and some of this keys off of the bem syntax that yes. we lose here um i remember initially you had to use this at root thing yeah you had to use i actually root. read your blog post about it like two ah. years ago i didn't realize it was you well now uh, we work together <laughs> hey yo um it was actually kind of a weird moment to me i because I, I looked at it again like three weeks ago for some reason. I was like, oh, this is at Yuna's blog. My blog. old blog. Oh, <laughs> how strange. Um, yeah, so Yuna's been part of the SaaS community for a long, long time, apparently. Working on it. <laughs> so I am a SaaS advocate, and I may be biased for that, but I think it won the processor preprocessor battle because of the community. Right, Because yep. more people use it, people were writing blog posts about it, like you yeah. mentioned. Um, people were looking at the source code because they were using it more often, so there was more eyes on it in the open source community. Um, people were writing tutorials on it, right. screencasts. Yeah, I know initially, um, less was much faster than SAS, but once libsass came through, um, the primary 
functionality that Libsass or that Less had over SAS, which was the compile speed, was kind of gone. Yeah, and Libsass was completely a game changer. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to switch gears now and talk about the post CSS post processor, okay. um, post CSS, which right. is the big post processor that people <laughs> use. <laughs> you know, but its claim to fame was that it was faster than Libsass. Right. That was the original um, sort of metric that it came out with. And now people from the Libsass community are saying, no, that's not true. Here are my tests that prove that Libsass, the new version at least, is faster. Right. I thought the new version of Libsass beat mm -hmm. it, but the when, when PostGSS first came out, it was definitely faster than Yeah, but than now Libsass. I think it's it's quite negligible. Yeah. It's like honestly just a rat race of like point right. like nanos not nanoseconds. Honestly, but I feel I think it feels odd calling PostCSS a post processor because it does the same thing. It doesn't. It similar. works I know, I know, I know it like function like deep down, it does work differently. But uh, it works like okay, go ahead. Like Expl understanding. Explain it to me. Explain it okay, to me. Okay, so the way that post CSS works okay. is it, it looks at your CSS that's compiled after it's gone through the pre-processing step of SAS right. or less, whatever. So that is key here because something like auto prefixer which is the most popular plugin for right. post-css and what it does is it looks for every keyword for the property right. that it should be um prefixing yep. and then it uses that word to spit out a new set of code right so what this means is if you write a new property like say i want to write a property called um i'll just use instagram filter because i've been like thinking about this okay um if i want to write a property called insta filter right i can use that scss property um, yeah, so I okay. can use that as a property name and say InstaFilter um, colon Aiden, semicolon. And then through PostCSS, I can have a plugin where it's looking through, it's reading for that code, and it's replacing the CSS. Wow, I thought you, I didn't know that. Right, so nifty. that is the unique thing that PostCSS gives you. Even with the PostCSS plugin for variables, is that the same process? Yes, so. Um, okay. Like I'm, I'll give you an example. I wrote a PostGIS plugin. It was okay. called Grays, G-R-A-E-Y-S. And the reason I wrote it is because I spell gray, G-R-E-Y. How do I spell it? Well, in America, people tend to spell it G-R-A-Y. And because America spells it that way, for some reason, the internet spells it that way. And CSS okay. will crash if you spell like the grayscale filter All with right. G-R-E-S, whatever, grayscale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wrote a really little plugin that converts the G-R-E-Y every time into G-R-A-Y, so it won't break. So it does that. It's once your CSS is compiled that yep. it reads through and it finds the keywords that you're you're mentioning or whatever you want to do with it. Um, you can do anything because you're writing it in Node. You can okay. write plugins in yeah. Node, okay. um, like PostCSS plugins, yeah. and just read through your file. It's a string, essentially, okay. um, and make changes that way. Okay, so now a question for you, since you're a SaaS person who's dealt with post-CSS, why would I continue to use SAS if I could use post-CSS? Oh my gosh, so many reasons. Um, right. So SAS provides for a lot of um, things that just work really well and clearly, like extending, using mixins, functions, it's all really well documented. So don't aren't there plugins that replicate the functionality? And post CSS? I don't know if there's extend plugins. I mean, mixins, you can write your own functions with post CSS, right. but you need to rally all of these things together right. in your build st um, step. Also, variables work a little bit differently. Um, post CSS variables are not exactly CSS variables. They they try to be, but they okay. work they work sort of closer to how like SAS does it. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of features in SAS that are much easier to use than setting up your post CSS process to do that. Right. Also, the SAS community specifically did not implement the tools that PostCSS did. And what I mean by that is the ability to create new property names. Like 
the ability that I can say InstaFilter is a property name was something that SAS adamantly like shied away from because if I'm new to CSS, right. I come in and I don't know if InstaFilter is a real property or if it's something that somebody made up in a file somewhere in my build system. Yeah. So that's why um, SAS was really all about focusing on CSS and making it a really easy tool to start writing from just the vanilla CSS into SAS. So that people didn't get confused. Yeah, and okay, that, like, that, ma that makes perfect sense. Yeah, so it was like a core tenet of the community, and that's why they're so different and think that they should both be used together. They do different things. Right. I mean, right now, I'd use Auto Prefixer in all my build steps. Right. Um, I think most people do. I think that's um, the thing people use it most for. Um, now people are extending into this thing called CSS Next, which is the CSS, um, the next... Sort version of, of CSS. Right, right. Um, it's, like, like, it's like the babble for CSS. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of, Yeah. Um, so people are using it for that. I know that people have converted their entire SAS workflow into post-CSS. Okay. But. You don't see the reason for? They're, so if it, they're, if it works for like you, don't break it? I feel like they're doing it just to do it. Like, okay. Just to say they have. Because I've never met someone who has done that easily. Like, they have to go through a process. Right. And then, I mean, once you've gone through the process, it's fine. Um, but it just seems like people who are converting to completely post-CSS are doing it just to say they've done it. Okay. That's fair. So there's no like, I feel like that whenever I've seen it, um, the conversion is because, oh, you know, this is where CSS is going. CSS Next is real CSS. And so uh, the CSS you write today will be there tomorrow, and you're not learning a new language, quote unquote, language, SAS. Uh, well, it is a language now, right? Yes, so, language. <laughs> we have uh, decided. To, uh, to learn this, it's kind of like why you'd use ES6 over CoffeeScript. Um, CoffeeScript does do a lot of things correctly, like neatly, nicely. Uh, but ES6 is the next way of JavaScript, so I use Babel and ES6 transpiling, not uh, CoffeeScript. Um, but I think I do think SAS probably brings more. I think CoffeeScript changes more things than SAS does. Um, maybe. Um, it probably it's it's much more of a shorthand, whereas right. um, SAS you're not writing as much of a shorthand. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Okay. It just provides you for a lot of different, different functionality, yeah, like, really, especially with file. Yeah asset management right oh that is huge to me the file asset management um but yeah i think that people are probably going to be using both for a while yep um i don't think sas is going anywhere in right. fact chris who you mentioned like we wrote compass earlier is writing this thing called eyeglass and it's a way to write um your own modules within sas themselves so it's something that's still in active development but that'll also be available next year and you can write different um, node modules and like different tasks within your SAS as well. So that that might even I don't know. I'm not saying it's going to replace Auto Prefixer, <laughs> but it's doing sort of the same idea of what Auto Prefixer is doing. Okay. But yeah, the SAS community is separating those um, those I don't want to say tasks. I said task like eight times. Right. Um, that capability, that okay, functionality. Yes, that's the word. But there are lots and lots of. Um, PostCSS plugins, and what I really, really liked about PostCSS was I met Andre two weeks ago in um, in Paris. About Andre CSS. is, by the way, the creator. The of creator of PostCSS. Post yes, Andre. You know, loves dropping these first names down, and I'm like, <laughs> who, who are these people? Like, oh no, yeah, you know, I just met the creator of this blah 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 thing um, last week. You know, that's but, just how. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just well, name drops. <laughs> 
Well, I don't. There are people. Anyway, let's people move on. who okay. make these things are people. <laughs> anyway, so he was telling me about how yeah, he had legends. He, he had three hundred <laughs> holiday cards to write because wow. he writes a holiday card for everybody who has made a post CSS plugin. He said, "Yeah, I wrote like seventy-two last year, and this year I'm writing 300. Wow, <laughs> which is crazy. Is getting some steam. Yeah, um, definitely getting some steam. So I really like that that he was doing that for all the contributors. Yeah. I'm gonna get a card. Oh, for, for my, great, for my baby plugin. <laughs> I don't even think he knew about it. I brought it up to him. And I was like, "So you can write me one?" <laughs> and he was like, like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> I guess so. Even though it does. <laughs> so I might have guilted him into it. I don't know. Okay. Well, you know. Um. But but yeah, there there's lots of them. CSS Next and Prefixer are sort of the two most popular because they're about the future of CSS. There are image and font ones. There's syntax ones. Like people um kind of make joke ones like writing. British CSS, so you saw like British. color differently. So uh, I actually learned English in Singapore <laughs> in a British school. Uh, so you don't have an accent. I don't anymore. Um, oh, wow. I, I have like British Tourette's sometimes, so there are certain words <laughs> that I'll say. Start? No, we're not thinking right now. Uh, so there are certain words that I'll just kind of like burst out English. Uh, you'll notice it eventually. Okay, I'm gonna keep my my ears <laughs> out for that, and you should too, um, listeners of Tools Day. <laughs> Um, but I think this wraps up our CSS talk. Post yes, our pre-imposed processors. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of Tools Day, and we will see you next Tuesday.